All right, if you haven't hopped on the bandwagon yet, you all know, listening to this podcast, you need to create videos for your business. But what should you say on those videos? How long should those videos be? Where do you target those videos once you've completed them? Where do you publish those videos once you've completed them? That's exactly what we talk about on this episode of the Local Business Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irving. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me for another episode of the Local Business Podcast. Today's guest is Dennis Yu, who's the CEO of Blitz Metrics. Now, if you've gone to social media marketing world or if you listen to the podcast or you search Facebook marketing or ads, you've definitely heard or seen Dennis. And if you haven't yet, connect with him on LinkedIn, which we mentioned later. But Dennis is joining me on the show, not so much to talk about Facebook ads. We do touch on that. But we talk about his one-minute video strategy that he's been going over and using for his clients and his business for the last year and how it works. What types of videos should you be creating? Where should you be sending those videos once you create them? And then what's the strategy behind advertising those videos once they are completed and uploaded to the appropriate channel? Dennis shares a few of his clients' stories, some of his friends, what they're doing that's working well for him. And then we actually get into this whole in-person live tutorial, which you can go watch if you go watch the YouTube video over on YouTube. Just look Bruce Irving over there on YouTube. You'll see the video. He actually demonstrates. We do a video live right on this podcast of him and me talking about toilet paper. Yes, you'll listen to that later. You'll figure out what we're doing. And he shows exactly that video. He puts it on his Instagram profile, and he shows us exactly the process that he uses to take a one-minute video and advertise that and who he advertises it for. In-person, live demonstration on this very podcast right here. So that's the episode of the show you're going to listen to right now. I hope you enjoy it, and let me know what you think. You can reach me over at Instagram, at the Bruce Irving, and on Facebook, Bruce Irving as well. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. All right, Dennis Yu, CEO of Blitzmetrics, joins us on the podcast today. Dennis, thank you so much, man. Pleasure, Bruce. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time and joining us and sharing your knowledge. Happy to. So before we get into the content, which is going to be great because I've heard you speak at Social Media Marketing World. I've also heard you on a few other podcasts talk about uh, advertising and Facebook. Let's. Uh, how did you get started with all this? I was just a data guy. I built the analytics function at Yahoo about 20 years ago. Wow. And I just found that it, social media had a lot more data than everything else. And when... Facebook started their ad platform, I want to say it was May 2007. I was one of the first people there. Worked with Flyers, if you remember that first product they had where you could only advertise to universities at a 50-cent CPM. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. Wow. So you've been doing Facebook since advertising since it started? Since adver- since online advertising started. That's crazy. What's changed yeah. over the, la- the last few years? Not much has changed. Yeah. A lot of people think that every time there's a new platform that they need to jump on it. But I find they all have the same fundamental ingredients, meaning there's plumbing for tracking. There's goals, content, and targeting, which is, you know, what are you trying to do? What content supports what you're trying to do? And who is it you're trying to say at different stages along the way in a customer relationship to drive a sale, to get leads, to get people to come to your store. And it's always been the same thing. Do you remember when AOL had PPC back in, I think, 98, 1998, 22 years ago? Kind of. So I had a friend who owned 
a karate studio in Arlington, Texas. And back then you didn't have geo bidding. You, you could only bid on keywords and it was always nationwide. And the traffic was so cheap that I would just buy karate and jujitsu and martial arts and all those different words. I bought them nationwide, but it was so cheap that even though like 1% of the traffic actually would work for his store, it was enough because no one else was there. You should, did you sell like the other leads that came into other karate studios? Nah, I just did this for fun. I was so busy <laughs> building. I, I built the website for American Airlines. Did you really? Yeah, wow. way, way back, like 23 years ago. That's crazy. So I was just doing this as a side thing. And when did it become like you, when did you realize that like, wow, this is really actually working and this could be something that, or something that every business should be using? I always thought that was the case. I mean, I built my first websites over 30 years ago and you guys probably know this. It 90% of the issue is convincing people that they need to do it and getting the content out of them. And I remember convincing people why they needed to have a website and why think about now wasn't wasn't enough and then explaining why they need to have social media because that's where people are where wherever it's really the same argument i it's you know 45 now i give people the same argument wherever people are you need to be and you need to meet with them in their native way of communicating so if they're on youtube <clears throat> you need to make videos if they're on facebook you've got to do vertical stories you know here on your cell phone and 90% of the effort is convincing these local business owners that they need to do that. And then the rest of it, the actual execution is easy. So do you work hand in hand with local businesses or do you do it more virtually? Well, we've done hand in hand until recently, the last month. That's true. Obviously <laughs> right now I, we're going through a little <clears throat> issue. I'm old fashioned. I believe that when you build relationships, they happen in person when you meet people. I believe that's the best way of connecting. Certainly you and I, Bruce, we're connecting like this because of, you know, what's going on outside. Right. You know, the quarantine and all that. But I'm, you know, even though I'm, I guess, a technology guy, I believe relationships are built over time, even though you can make connections in 10 seconds with some random person around the world. I believe it takes time to do that. And it's funny because the people come to me thinking that they're going to have some kind of quick shortcut in local marketing, some <laughs> new trick, Snapchat or TikTok or whatever is the latest thing. Right. And I'm an engineer, right? I, I started in engineering. I was an analytics guy that found my way into marketing. So I have a slightly different view of marketing because I come, come at it as an engineer. And yet I'm the one who's telling people, hey, you need to be more human. Hey, you need to be willing to get in front of the camera and make a 15-second video about Something funny that just happened. Your dog pooped on the carpet. I don't know, whatever it might be, right? Just something that shows you're human. Like the engineer is the one who's telling you this. That's got to be something. <laughs> you, and you, then, think, you think it'd be the other way around. And then the, the client wants to say, oh, like I'm not going to mention this, the guy's name. His name's Michael. I won't tell you his last name. But he hits me up every couple of weeks saying, Dennis, there's this new tool for you know mortgage lead gen. I can buy leads at $10 a lead, not have to do any kind of marketing or you know build websites or show my face or share my knowledge or leverage my network. And I say, Michael, that's just, that's a scam, dude. That doesn't work. Now, I'm going to try it out anyway. It's only $100 a month and they guarantee 10 leads. <laughs> okay. You go ahead and tell me how that works, right? And then he comes back you know, a month later. 
oh, these guys ripped me off. I paid them, you know, they gave me these reused leads and they were garbage and I called them up and they were, dude, I told you, you need to make 15 second and one minute videos. You need to leverage your existing customer base. You need, you know, but, but I could just get them on the phone or if I can just get them into my office, you know, they'll become a customer. Yeah, that's right. And so that same conversation you have when they come into your office, that's the same conversation you have online. It's not simple, right? I don't understand that, right? So let me ask you this. So if I'm a local business, it doesn't matter. Is there different uh, areas that you think people should spend time depending on what kind of business it is or all local business can kind of do the same thing? I don't believe in a one size fits all any more than going into a hospital. I believe everyone coming in needs the exact same set of drugs and surgeries and things like that. Right. A, there's differences by vertical. So you have certain things like... Our friend Matthew Janusek, he sells gym equipment to gyms, and that's a long sales cycle. So when you sell to a 24-hour fitness and when you sell to a college campus where they're outfitting their gym, that takes multiple meetings versus you know, a chiropractor versus like a local restaurant where they can maybe do a deal or, or it's an impulse kind of buy because you haven't decided what, where you're going to eat tonight. They're all different journeys. What you have to do is map out that customer journey. And ideally, it's already done for you. Unless you're a brand new business and you have to figure it out, which is a different story. All you have to do is look at what your customers are doing across the different channels, study them, actually listen. You hear a lot of people say, oh, understand your customer. No, really. I'm not talking about personas. I'm not talking about hiring consultants. I'm talking about whoever actually talks to the customer needs to be the one to do this. Our friend Tommy Mello, he runs the largest garage door business in, in the U.S. Grew from nothing to some crazy amount of money. That I don't think I'm not, not allowed to say how much money he makes, but he makes a lot. <laughs> and he is out there in the field. Even though he could retire and he's got several hundred employees that go around and install garage doors, he's actually out there himself talking to folks, listening to what they're doing. He sits on, on some of the calls and he fundamentally understands who they are, right? Our friend, Chris Scott, he helps out real estate agents. And he scaled his business from nothing, you know, because he was originally a real estate agent, and he still is, to 4,500 real estate agents in his group. Wow. And he has four webinars every month. And he, he knows exactly, because the first 18 months was a series of missteps because he thought he knew who the customer was. I'm sure you talk to your business, your clients and they think they know who their customers are. They don't. So they how do you find, do. so just talking to them in real life, like you said, sometimes yeah. you're going to build those relationships in real life and yeah. asking questions or just listening to how they use your business. Is that what you do? Yeah. You listen to them. You, you use their same words. So instead of using marketing speak or what you heard someone else say, listen to them. So one of my friends, what he does is he gets on zoom calls and he records them and runs the, the calls through like otter.ai or through rev.com or what have you. And he pulls out the exact phrases that people use and the stories that they use. So one time he was on the phone and some mom who's, I think she was saying, oh, hang on a minute. I need to, or no, it was you know, the daughter in the background said, mom, where, where's the laundry detergent or something like that, right? And because he transcribed that, he thought, wow, if, if I'm trying to appeal to moms, I need to understand what these moms are thinking and doing. I need to use your, their exact language. So the stuff that they were saying, like, mom, where's the laundry detergent? 
he used as a subject line in his emails, right? And there's something that only a mom would be like, oh yeah, I understand that, right? I just trying to re- like certain phrases that that reflect you really identify with your audience. And then be specific like, with your ads. Is that what you're saying? So like use yeah. that terminology specifically targeted yeah. to those people? Yep. Not trying to be overarching and broad and give a, you know, sort of emancipation proclamation address. You're trying to be very down to earth and normal with them. I was just telling you, Chris Scott, who does this with real estate agents. Yeah. He tells a series of little stories about what he's up to. Not trying to, to like, every, everything starts with a story. That's why you hear people, for example, before we started this, I answered the door and Amazon just dropped off this new 1424 Sigma lens that I'm able to use with this Sony A4 because we're going to film tonight. I'm so excited because I did all this research about how this, how this lens works with, you know, instead of native Sony glass. Or it just or if you're a photographer, then you probably care about that. We can have these geek discussions and I can tell you about one particular kind of thing, right? Or how I can tell you a 15-second story about how I always carry Trident gum with me in my pocket when I'm speaking because when I know when I get off stage, all these people are going to come up and I'm sensitive about maybe I have bad breath. But I always keep a little gum. I keep gum in my pocket so I can, as soon as I'm done speaking, I pop a gum, gum in my mouth and then I can come and chat with people and be fine, right? That's so funny. Yeah, I just, feel the same way. one moment. I'm not trying to give some overarching thing. I'm just literally sharing one moment and people can identify with that. So let me ask you this. So if I am a real estate agent and I'm in a local market, what would you suggest I do? Very simple. This is your money making machine right here. Okay. And you point at your face and I'm going to literally do it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to do it. All right. Okay. Dennis is holding up a phone for you. I know you're right. doing this on video. Holding up but- this phone here. And this is my phone. Okay. I'm opening up Facebook right here. There it is. And I'm going to hit add to story. So I'm going to do a story. I'm going to hit this little photo thing. So now I can do a story. And if I hold it down, it becomes a video. And I'm going to do this. Now you can see that you're in the background and, I, and I'm here. And I'm here with Bruce at Smart Pizza Marketing. And we're learning how to tell stories. And it's just simply connecting. As simple as this. Even if you're in your shorts, as you can see here, <laughs> connecting with people on Zoom, so you should do it too. And I got a face made for radio, so if I can do it, you can do it too. There it is. Now I hit share. See, I got that. Got that story right here, right? Now I hit share to story, and there it is. It's done. Can you, can, can you do that? Of course. Right? Okay, so that's one thing where you're just telling stories. Okay, and you're just telling stories about like what's happening in your day or what if people, do you, yep. I feel like people think that whatever is happening in their day, they don't want to share because they, other people will think it's boring. Oh, that's what they say. And they also say that whatever knowledge they have, oh, everyone all, um, automatically knows. So my, I told you my friend Matthew Janusek who runs Escape Fitness, he makes all this fitness equipment. Yeah. And he, he goes to China a few times per year to be able to supervise his factories. And he took one of his videographers on the road last time and did this whole behind the scenes on how they make dumbbells and how they pour the rubber and plastic and all the different processes. And it was fascinating. And I said, Matthew, this is incredible. Like I had no idea, like all this stuff goes into manufacturing dumbbells. He's like, Oh no, this stuff's all boring. No one really wants to, no one cares about how dumbbells are made. Like, no, like the, the, like watching the plastic come like get poured and it's all molten and you have these different colors and then you assemble stuff and then the whole assembly line and what happens inside the factory, like, wow, that's really kind of cool. Like, ah, no, no, no one really cares about that. So people, they, they think that whatever they have to say is boring. So share moments of your life, share little tidbits of knowledge. Like I can share stuff like, Hey, do you know, 
um, when, when we do teaching, we always have these, these giant guidebooks. And this is how we make sure that other people that do training, they're always on, on task. And, and I used to go to Kinko's. See, here's an example of a, of a tip where you're sharing knowledge. Okay. I used to go to Kinko's and spend 70 cents a page color. So something like this would cost me like $400 to print. He's holding up a page. It was probably what, what was it? Like 250 yeah. pages to that? Well, it's actually 1200 when you include the whole thing. Wow. But, but I found that if you go online, there's places that will print the stuff. It's seven cents a page color and ship it the next day. And so I've saved myself thousands of dollars. And there's these other places I used to, to pay $14 a t-shirt. And now I pay $3 and 25 cents a t-shirt because here's someone I use who happens to be a client, right? But the, the thing is, I'm just sharing little tips along the way, right? Or make sure that you drink 50 ounces of water per day. It's easy when you're inside and you're busy and whatever to forget to drink. Your body still needs to drink. Are you drinking at least 50 ounces of water per day? If not, then you're dehydrated. It affects your mental state. By the time your body realizes you're dehydrated, it's too late. I'm just sharing little tips. Am I a, an exercise fitness you know, fanatic? No. Am I an expert at and how do you use fancy cameras? No. Oh, but I shouldn't share because I'm not a pro photographer. You know what? I, I can share little things here, right? I can say, hey, this is the, the new Sony a7 IV. And what I really like about it is that at the, the joystick here is easy to maneuver. And I've got this autofocus button is so easy to press. Oh, and it comes with two APC2 cards. So, you know, because I'm recording this in at, at 61 megapixels, I've got this storage in it, and it's a lot faster than it used to be. There used to be only one, one uh, unit here, right? So you're saying don't overthink it. Just share whatever you. Yeah, feel literally like just share like one. Oh, I don't sound good or whatever it is. Look, I can I can literally take any one of these items and and turn it into a story. Like right here, I can say here's here's my Apple TV, right? And the reason why I like the Apple TV is because I can I can go from my laptop here straight onto this this TV right here, right? Or I can say, hey, you know, um, sometimes people wear dark shirts and we bring them onto the, the webinar. Or they have a dog. I've got a lint roller. So I can just have this lint roller. <laughs> and it's just, it's really handy. Like, look at the little hairs on it. It's from, from dog hairs and things like that, right? I can just have a lint roller. Isn't it nice to have a lint roller? Like, whenever you need, right? I'm just sharing little tips. I'm not a pro video whatever kind of person. And if you're a real estate agent, for example... Do you really need to be like super, super knowledgeable about homes and valuations and, you know, mortgages and like, no, you just, you're just connecting with people personally. Do you think, and in fact, go ahead. You, you think of any area, any kind of local business, it could be a pizzeria, it could, it could be a chiropractor, it could be, you know, whoever, a dentist or personal injury attorney, the underlying client, do they really care or do they really want to know? exactly how whatever your back works exactly how your teeth need to be fixed exactly how they file a claim with the insurance adjuster exactly i mean do they really care they're trusting you and the same is true like for you and me bruce as digital marketers do people really really want to understand how the facebook pixel works or how you set up auto tagging and google analytics <laughs> i think it depends on the person i think console. maybe I think maybe there's a few, but the vast majority just want results. I don't think they really care about how it works. Like our team comes in and we set up something we call digital plumbing, which is tracking, 
tracking across web and email and social and the ads and, you know, getting all the data together so we can see what's going on, right? right. It's an x-ray. And so we have a particular process we use <clears throat> that involves Google Tag Manager and putting all the pixels into this universal container and making sure our UTM parameters and all that kind of stuff tags with Google Analytics and Search Console and Google Ads. And we have lots and lots of training on exactly how we do it step by step. How often do you think clients really want to go into the details of how that works? Probably very, very few of them. And now apply that to any area of expertise. So whoever's watching this, if you're here with, with me and Bruce, think about the areas of expertise you have. The customers you have, are they, they, they just think about it. Do, do they really want to learn how to do what you do or do they just want the result? If they just want the result, then what is it that, that you need to do to improve your marketing to get more customers? You need to relate to them, not try to help them become an orthodontist as well or help them also become like whatever it is that you do. The expertise that you have, they trust that you have it. If you know that people trust that you have that expertise, it doesn't mean that you can now just be incompetent. It does mean you, you need to, of course, train your staff and make right. sure you have a good product and service. Like All that's a given. I'm assuming if you're here, you already do a good job with your customers and they like you. If that's the case, then the thing to generate more customers is to show that you're a human being so that people feel like they could pick up the phone and talk to you so that when this corona thing ends, they can come into your office and they can talk with you and not be afraid you might be a weirdo, right? Because right. you also have kids at home that say the same sorts of things. Yeah, that's super important. Is right now you too. also, yeah, because well, like you said, like the whole situation we're in right now, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are unsure, and I think that, yeah. like what you just talked about, a lot of restaurants are closed, but a lot of takeout delivery places who are local businesses are using this as an opportunity to kind of use video to show how they're handling the yeah. situation, how they're using gloves and how they're handling yeah. the products. So people feel assured to use them and buy from them. Merely saying that you're open and that you're here. Yeah. If you're yeah. a restaurant's enough, my friend, Brandon Hurtado, he runs a barbecue in Texas and he was a digital marketing agency before. And he went through our training on dollar a day and one minute videos. And he told me this morning that if it wasn't for the training that he had three years ago, on how to do one minute videos, just like I was, just little techniques, not hard to do. He would be out of business, but his business is thriving because his takeout and curbside delivery is, is going through the roof. And is he, is he a professional video person? No, he's literally saying, here I am, here's my smoke smoker. We have 50 pounds of pulled pork that we made and here's the sauce that we use and you know, come, come check this out. Oh, by the way, if you want to order, here's the number you know, we deliver to the curbside. Here's our process. Cause we, you know, we don't use six feet of distance and all this, right? And his business has gone up. Wow. And Why one minute video? One minute. Oh, okay. Let me answer it another way. Why one minute video? What is the best video? Well, it's the, for local businesses, it's the one that you make. <laughs> it's the one you actually make. Okay. And let me tell you another little backstory behind it. Okay. So, did you ever run uh, cross country or do college sports or something like that? Or, you know, high school sports where yes. you had to like wake up in the morning at like 5 a.m., right? And like two a day workouts, things like, you know, brutal things like that. Yeah. And I remember that I just, I like to sleep in the morning, you know? It's still dark outside and it's cozy and I just want to sleep. And I remember that like I, I ran NCAA Division One cross country. That's like serious, like running against the Africans, right? So you, <laughs> you can't be a slacker right. if you're going to compete. 
And during the holidays, we would have to run on our own. And I didn't have the discipline like during Christmas break by myself to get up in the morning at 5 a.m. and go knock out a 20-mile run. So what I would do is I'd say, then this is a psychological trick I still use today. I would wake up, you know, the alarm clock would go up, go off, and I don't use the snooze. And I'd say, okay, I'd, I'm tired. I don't feel like running 20 miles this morning. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on my running shoes and I'm going to go out and I'm going to run 100 meters. I don't care if it's cold outside. I'm going to run 100 meters down the road. And at the end of the 100 meters, if I decide that I want to go back and sleep because it's warm and nice, I have every right to do so with no guilt. But all I have to do is just get my running shoes on, go out and jog 100 meters down the road. How many times do you think I ever turned around and said, you know what? I'm going back to bed. Probably never. Never. But the point is to get me to that point. If I can just get to that point where I've run 100 meters down the road, then by then I've woken up, I'm energized, I'm feeling better, and I can complete the workout. Right? Even if I felt like complete crap, by the time I put my running shoes on and I started jogging down the road, I started feeling better. I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> I can do this. I can run a mile. Right? And so how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's right. So if you want to make video, what do you start with? One minute video, I guess, right? That's right. And it, if you want to just tell one story, one story about how, like, for example, I like to mix flavored seltzer water with regular water. That helps me drink more water because I don't like the taste of plain water. And I can just tell stories about how I like to do that. And I'll go to Costco and buy their cheap water that's flavored seltzer water at 27 cents a bottle. And instead of paying, you know, buck 70 for Sam Pellegrino, right. which I think tastes the same. Some people will say it tastes better. I can't tell the difference. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm just telling that as one story about how this is how I'm able to drink more water. Right. I'm just doing one thing, one story. I'm not trying to tell five stories. I'm not trying to give a state of the union address. Can you tell one story? Oh, I don't have anything important to say. Oh, I don't, I've run out of things to say. Every day, there's something that happens in your life. Totally. And I agree with that 100% because when I first started this podcast, I never thought we'd get to episode 20. Yeah. Now we have over 300. Wow. So I agree with that 100%. And, and I know from talking to and working with like local restaurant pizzeria owners mm. that it is hard for them to get video going because they do have that mentality. They don't know what to say. They don't know how long it needs to be. But I guess if you're saying just do one minute video talking about what's happening in your day, that's easy for anybody to do. You know what? <clears throat> A lot of people think it has to come, Bruce, from, from their story and their expertise. Here's what I do, which I think you're doing too. If you look on my phone, just to be able to see, we always practice what we preach. So I got my phone here. And if you look at the, if you look at the stories that are here, these are me interviewing other people. Like this is with uh, here, here a couple days ago, we were with, what's his face? Dr. Oz. See, here's Dr. Oz. Yeah. We're hanging out with Dr. Oz, right? And just collecting little, little stories. And here he's, he's talking about coronavirus, right? So I'm right there next to Dr. Oz. And I'm walking <laughs> around with my phone, going around behind him, in front of him while there's an audience and just giving people a view of, like here, I'm literally like right, right next to Dr. Oz. I don't have to come up with anything because I just need to witness what's going on. So if, if I'm a restaurant owner and someone comes in and, you know, they, they tell their story about who they are and what they've done and why they're here and what, or I'm just curious about what's going on in their lives. People are always sharing 
what's going on in their lives. And it doesn't have to be a full-on podcast interview. I'll literally just say, I had lunch with Dr. David Berg, who is, who is a doctor, and he has some opinions about this coronavirus thing. He also owns a chain of hospitals, which helps. <laughs> and he, he told me something at lunch that I thought, wow, that quote, I've never heard that quote before. Would you mind saying that to me again? All right? And then I held the phone next to him, you know, just like this, but I held the phone at, at an angle while he said that. I said, Dave, that is so awesome. Can you just say that again? And then he did. 15 seconds. Then we went back to lunch. Nice. Now, do you use, do you like promote those or boost those yeah, in the feed too, the same ones? <clears throat> Here, let me show you what I do. All right. All right, Bruce. So you want to, you want to do this live? You and me? Yeah, sure. All right. So tell me something. I'm not going to turn it on yet. Tell me something that happened that was interesting that made you go, hmm, in the last day. Um, so that's, that's, uh, so we've been having a lot of meetings that have been interesting with local businesses and they've been asking questions about like what they should be doing in today's environment because of the coronavirus. Okay. Like, is it safe for them to open right. or not? All right. So, so name one specific thing that, that you, that you thought was interesting, interesting and non-obvious. Interesting and non-obvious. Let me think about that for a second as we sit here. So one thing, oh, so here's the thing. Uh, I got a question from somebody if they should be right. selling toilet paper in their uh -huh. pizzeria. Which normally huh. you would be like, you know what? Why would you ever sell toilet paper in your pizzeria? But nowadays there's, you know, there's a lot. Okay, of stop there. Paper. Stop there. All right. All right. So you have your story about answering the question, should you sell toilet paper in your pizzeria? Now, are you ready to start? Sure. And tell the story. So I got my phone here and I'm recording it. All right. And go. All right. Interesting story that happened to me the other day was a, a customer or a client of ours emailed us and they wanted to know if they should sell toilet paper in their pizzeria. And obviously when you think of that, you would never think of a pizzeria selling toilet paper, but with what's happening in the current situation, uh, they didn't know if it was appropriate or not. And I just thought that was pretty funny. And should they? I don't know if they should sell it for a profit, right? If you're doing something <laughs> for your community and you happen to just have extra supply of something that people need, then yeah, do it. But I don't think you should do it as a gimmick or, or, or for profit in this environment. I agree. We got plenty of toilet paper. Bruce, <laughs> that is so awesome. Bruce of Smart Pizza Marketing. Okay, there it is. So I've got your video. Okay, see, I got your video. And I'm coming over here. Now, a lot of people don't realize that, you know who owns Instagram, right? Facebook. Facebook. Okay, good. So see this? I got Instagram. I click on Instagram. There it is, right? Now, I have lots of Instagram profiles here. You can have five per phone. I, my friend Kieran O'Brien, he's got, I think, seven phones because he manages like 30 Instagram profiles. <laughs> wow, okay. sounds like us. So here, I'm clicking on the plus and I'm making a new Instagram post, not a story, a post. Okay. And if I come here to my library, okay, this is the one, this is the one we just made. So I'll say, yep, next. Here's our story. Okay. And now I'm clicking next on that. I'm going to give it a title. Oh, by the way, here... Notice I'm cross-posting. Notice when you connect these other accounts. Can you see this? When you connect these other accounts, you can connect in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the same time. So I can cross-post all these at once, and it counts as a native post. Okay? Now, I will say, should uh, pizza... You can't even spell pizzeria. Pizza. <laughs> How do you spell pizzeria? Uh, e R I A. So P I Z Z E R I A. Yeah, I got it. Sell toilet paper. 
Hmm. Okay. And then let's see, I will tag you. Make sure you're on Instagram with the same name, hopefully. Are you the Bruce Irving? Oh, no, you're, you're both of them. You're yeah, both of these. Two. I got two, the Bruce Irving okay. and Smart Pizza. There Marty. you go. All right. So there it is, right? And I could, I, I could hashtag toilet paper, I suppose. <laughs> now watch this. I, I know that, okay, here it is. Toilet paper challenge. Wow. What's, you see all these suggested hashtags they have here? Yeah, funny. All right. Here it is. Toilet paper. I hit okay. Hit share. All right. And now what's happened? This has been posted in three different places at the same time. Okay. So here it is. Tap to view. And this this is something people don't understand, right? See, so check this out. Our interesting story that I have media today was a, a customer or a client of ours emailed us and they wanted to know if they should sell toilet paper. Okay, so there <laughs> it is. Now you see the boost post button? Yeah. You see you see this blue button? Boosting posts. I see it. So I'm clicking on that. Grow audience. Okay, so now I can boost this Instagram post. And I can send it to my profile on my website, but I typically like to do that. I can send it to a DM if I want to consult with them, right? And I go next, and I've got a list of all of the audiences that I've pre-saved. Now, I'm going to choose the social media examiner audience because this is a relatively social media kind of thing. And then I'm hitting next. Now, what do they recommend? $5 a day. If you can see this, they recommend $5 a day over six days. I don't think that's very good. I like to do how much per day? I, I'm assuming a dollar a day because I know a you. A dollar a day. Yeah. yeah for, and this for six days. So it's spending $6 and I can use any set of audiences that I want. And here it is. I'm all set $6 for six days and create promotion. I just hit submit. Now this ad's being promoted and I can view the insights on it. Already we have had a few, well, two people click like and four people have viewed it. <laughs> but now look, look here. Okay, now I'm going to Facebook. Now I'm going to Facebook. And on Facebook, I'm going to come to my public figure page. And I'll see, like, here it is. Remember, I cross posted, I made that post to Instagram, but it's also cross posted to Facebook. And then I can come here to Facebook and I can boost this post for a dollar a day. And now I can go to Twitter and I can go look at that post there and see how that's been. And I can boost it there on Twitter too, right? But there's a different way of boosting on Twitter that's a little bit goofed up that you because their system sucks. Right. <laughs> now, now I can now I can boost it to anywhere I want. And let's say that I'm a local business owner, I'm a pizzeria, and I just interview somebody who just something interesting. It doesn't have to be like, you know, the team that came in and they won the the state championship. It can just be anything about how, you know, I used to hate anchovies, but now I love anchovies because I don't know, whatever it is, some some yeah, little anything. Right, some kind of story, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with pizza. It's like, oh, so and so just lost her job. Well, hey, and you say, hey, um, Laura lost her job. Does anyone in the community need a housekeeper? Because that's what she does, right? And there's nothing to do with pizza. I'm just sharing something, right? And then I, or I can take a piece, a piece of content. Like, okay, so if you're trying to drive sales, and you, okay, let me tell you about our delivery. We're still open. Here's what our menu is. We'll deliver to you. I don't know, whatever it is, right? You can take that and you can boost it to your existing customers that you've uploaded through your digital plumbing, you know, your, the email addresses and the people who've been to the store, the people who have been to the website, or you can boost it to the people within a, 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 your zip code or, or within two miles of your store, or like there's all these, or people that like to eat pizza, whatever it is, right? Or PF Chang's. You can, you can take any content you made, cross post it to all these other channels like I just showed you, and 
then put a dollar a day against it. And then people will see you. If people literally know that you are open right now, yeah, that is the biggest advantage. It's not because you're really good on video. You're clever. How hard was that, Bruce, for us to do what we just did? I mean, it was very simple. And how long did it take? There, it took like a minute. And does it require some amazing technical expertise? Absolutely not. Is there any reason anyone can't do this? <laughs> Everybody actually can do it. They should. Okay. Now, how many people are doing what I just showed you? Posting on Instagram and cross-posting to Facebook and Twitter at the same time and then boosting the post. I would say 1% of the people who are listening to this if right that. now. Yeah, if that. That's the secret to getting awareness of your business. And then do you it's retarget the people who watch those with yes. ads? Yeah. So then I, I could show you here. When I come and I look at my posts that are doing well, the ones that are getting, let's say. Mm, and do you do that for every post you do, a dollar a day? Uh, not every post, a lot of the posts. The, the ones that I think are worthwhile. I, I look at. Like what the interaction is before you post it and the ones that do well, yeah. you boost those ones. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. Here's one. <clears throat> All right. This is when I was with Mike Berland in New York a couple weeks ago, and we're promoting his book. <clears throat> and the, the book's called Maximum Momentum, which you can see here in the background. And we're just seeing how is this ad doing and how many clicks did it get? And, and did, did it meet our certain standards of excellence? And if it meets that, I'm going to put more money against it, right? If it's not very good, well, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Here's one where I'm promoting a, I'm prom promoting an event in Las Vegas at Cocoon, and it didn't do very good. Is this on your Instagram account? Uh, this one's Facebook. I'm inside Facebook Business Manager. Okay. And you can see it's three dollars and seventy-one cents a click. I don't know if you can. Can you see this, or is this too small? No, because I can put you on speaker view, and it pops up. Okay. Okay. So there it is, right? And if it does well, I'm going to put more money on it. What is if doing it well to you? What is that like? What do you? How, how do you identify if it does well or not? Uh, there's several things. It depends on what the objective is. So if I'm, if you, you guys are aware of top, middle, and bottom of the funnel, right? Yeah. So if it's top of funnel and I'm trying to drive video views, if I can get that video view at less than three cents, that's pretty good. Okay. If I can get a, I'm sorry, if I can get a through play video view. Not a standard video, a through play, meaning they've watched 15 seconds plus. And by default, Facebook will let you optimize to that. Okay. Because someone scrolling by and seeing the thing for two seconds doesn't count as a video view. They actually have to stop and watch. Right. And if your video sucks or you're not interesting, then people will scroll past you. Then, okay, that will hurt you. Second, if I'm trying to drive people to my website or drive people to, um, well, let's just say, if, if I can get people to my website for less than 70 cents in retail, that's pretty good. B2B, less than five bucks is pretty good. If I'm trying to drive a lead, meaning they're filling out a form with an email address and some other information, usually less than seven bucks is pretty good. But B2B, it might be you know less than $20, provided it's a good lead. If I'm trying to drive a sale because I'm doing e-commerce, it depends on what the minimum ROAS is that you need for it to be profitable. Most e-com is five plus, especially when you factor in that remarketing is very, very effective, right? Here's, here's another one. So I was with the queen when I was in Malaysia. Like the real this, queen? Yeah, the queen Wow. at dinner. And I was a dum-dum, as a dumb American. You can see here I am sitting next <laughs> to her. And I didn't realize that these dinners go on forever. So after 30 minutes, I just, I stuffed my face because the food was so good. All these servants were going around with all this food. And I just sort of forgot that I was in this royal thing. And I was full after about 40 minutes. And then she looked at me across the table like, 
and I realized that I had insulted her and insulted all of her royal family friends oh, because yeah. I had stopped eating. And we started dinner at 7 p.m. And we didn't leave until 2 a.m. <laughs> what? So I had to go to the bathroom and try to like make it so I could eat more food So <laughs> because I didn't want to like offend everybody, right? But just things like that, like you, like revealing moments of your life and, you know, interesting customs. Like when you meet royalty in Malaysia, because they are a Muslim country, you have to greet them as tuanku. And there's certain ways where you have to bow and you can't like touch them. And you can't like, there's certain things you can do and can't do. Like, right. for example, you can't have your legs open and spread. You can't like man spread in front of other people. <laughs> That's like really rude. You can't point your feet at other people. Really? That's really bad too. I mean, there's lots of little rules. Like you don't realize that if you just, if you don't know the rules, you could do something really offensive. Right. And then get, you know, killed or something. I don't know. Right. Maybe not. <laughs> That's too funny. But just things like that. And and so I was sharing moments from my trip to Malaysia. So you're doing this. So in in to sum it up, as we wrap it up here, because I don't want to take too much of your time, you're yeah. saying create content based on your daily life and tell stories of what's happening yeah. in your day. Yeah, Use and what I'm dog. sharing has yeah. nothing, nothing to do with digital marketing. Right. I'm just sharing things that I find, you know, corny jokes that I find are funny. Use the dollar a day method to get awareness to as many people yeah. as you can. Yeah. And if people just know who you are, if you target the right audience, especially if you're a local business where there's many other people that sell the same thing that you sell, right? all you need to do is stand out and be someone that they kind of like you. They think you're kind of cool, right? And then retarget the people who engage with that or That's watch right. those videos. Yeah. You can retarget anyone who saw any one of your videos. You can retarget them to a sales message. Amazing. It's, it, yeah. it sounds way simple when you, when you just say it. Like yeah, that. it is. But it goes back to what's the best video? One that someone does, right? The one you actually make. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's and awesome. all the other businesses, because they don't make their videos, that's why they lose. It's not is because it, their videos suck. Yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be professional either. Just hold up your yeah. phone and record right from that. That's right. So it, easy, right, Bruce? It's very easy. It's, it, I'm going to go make a couple <laughs> videos right after we get off this call because I, I'm going to test it out. Yeah, my buddy Mitch Wilson makes 400 videos a month. What does he, what, just like, that's like, so what is that, 10 a day? Yeah, he goes live twice a day, and every time. So he does sports betting, which of course got hammered recently. But prior to that, every single game he made a one-minute video on. So if there are seven NBA games and two NHL games and eight college games, he made a video on every one of them. And what does he talk about? Like what's happening in the game? Oh, his prediction on who's going to win. Oh, okay. Oh, so and so is going to win by five points, and the spread is this and that. I don't know the lingo, but it, yeah, you know, I he's know what the, you mean. the guy, and, and he's so good at it. He's got such a good track record. Even though he's just using his iPhone, no fancy studio or anything like that. And he puts that, it on Facebook, Instagram, and just boosts yeah, it. He ranks, he ranks at the top. Like Google is his slave. And wow. YouTube, he, he has gotten something like 4 million views per month on YouTube. Any keyword you put in related to sports betting, he's at the very top. He dominates more than ESPN, more than anyone else. And I said, oh, there's no way you could be ESPN. You're just like one dude who lives in a mansion in Hawaii. What's his name again? Mitch Wilson. I'm going to look him up when we get off this call. Look him up. He's, he's incredible. That's, I'm going to, I'll link yeah, We were in San Diego two weeks ago, social media marketing world. And I said, Mitch, I don't understand how you make 400 videos. He's like, you know what? It's because I just do it. And it goes back to our thing. Like, what's the best video? He's like, oh, I don't really, because I told him, I don't really think I have the skill to do all this. I don't think I know enough that I can talk that many times per day. He's like, Dennis, I'm not even very good at talking. I don't have any equipment. But you know what? The, the thing that distinguishes me from everyone else in my industry, is I have more videos than everyone else by a mile. And that's it. 
And then he showed me examples of his competitors where they had fancy studios, women with big boobs, all this <laughs> fancy, fancy stuff, and their traffic sucked. So, did he, you, are you? Does, is your goal four hundred videos a month now? Well, I want to start with maybe forty a month. You know, how like many, one per day, right? How, how many do you do currently? I probably do two or three per day. So that's a that's a significant amount, though. Yeah, it's two minutes of video per day. And then, yeah, I, I make two or three one minute videos. Sometimes it's fifteen seconds. Sometimes it's two or three minutes. But usually, I, I do three minutes of video per day. I've definitely noticed you because I've been following you for a while. I've definitely noticed you've been stepping up your video game in the last few months. Yeah, I hate being on video. I would rather write. I would rather be behind the camera instead of in front of the camera because yeah. I just don't want to be in front of the camera. But I realized the engineer has realized there's mathematically no other way to succeed in business, especially in local to retail. They need to see your face because otherwise they can't buy from you. They can't connect with you. I totally agree with you. We've been trying to spread that message about being on camera for a restaurant and business owners for the last three years. And yeah. still nobody listens. I don't like my voice. Yeah. I'd rather have someone else do it. <laughs> no, really, I'd, I'd rather have someone else do it. But the, the, if, if I want to drive sales, I need to swallow my ego or whatever it is and just be willing to face the camera, even if I don't like my hair or anything like that. You know, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do a video a day or two videos a day, just like you said, just so you, to show people how it can be done. Yep. And today's your day. Don't postpone until tomorrow. Do the thing that I said, which is like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll just sleep and like whatever. No, get out of bed. And do your one-minute video. Yep, you're gonna get better at it as you go anyway. Yeah. Oh no, I'll do it tomorrow because today's like no, no, no. Do, do it right now because yeah. you just made a minute of excuses. You could have made your video right there. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Where can people go follow you, Dennis? If they want to follow you on Instagram or Facebook, or go check out your website. Follow me on LinkedIn. Okay. Do not friend me on Facebook. I'm at the five thousand limit. I've been there for like ten years. Connect with me on LinkedIn. You can also email me at Dennis at blitzmetrics.com. I always reply to email. It might take me a couple of days, but I always reply. Okay, cool. And what's your website again? blitzmetrics.com. All right, so go check them out. I'll link all that in the show notes for this episode as well. Dennis, thank you so much for all your knowledge yeah. and for hanging out with me for a little bit. Pleasure, Bruce. I'm gonna see you guys make your little videos. All right, well, that was an interesting episode with Dennis Yu. Thank you so much to Dennis for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your information, sharing your knowledge. Everybody go check Dennis out. We'll link up the information for this episode of the show over at thebruceirving.com. That's where we'll take the show notes and that's where we'll put all of Dennis's links over there. If you want to say hello to me or you have a suggestion for a future episode of the podcast, you can reach me over on Instagram at the Bruce Irving or on Facebook. I am at the Bruce Irving as well. And let me know how you guys are doing with this whole craziness that's going on right now. Uh, we have a lot of great podcasts coming up for you in the future. Next week's episode, I'm not going to announce who the guest is for next week's episode, but you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. It's a really good one. And we have so many more coming up for you in the near future. So, if you could, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't mind leaving me a review on iTunes, that would be much appreciated. Let me know you liked and enjoyed this podcast. Let me know what you got out of it and if there's something that we can do for you in the future. Otherwise, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you on the next one.